The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. A hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com or sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, you can go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down, we're right there on the right, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. And um, you can also check out that video feed on my Twitter account at fpptim, fpptim on Twitter, it's linked up to our Periscope. And then check out our Facebook page, Bradley Dean SOL, Bradley Dean SOL on Facebook. YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty, B Dean Sons of Liberty. On YouTube, Michael Roach has given us a spot there on Before It's News every morning at 6 a.m. And also Bradley's on uh, every afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And on Saturdays, you've got him for <clears throat> two hours at 3 o'clock. By the way, just to let you know, we are working up the health and wellness show for Saturday mornings on Red State Talk Radio as well as across our video platforms with Keisha Morani. Um, so be looking for that. Hopefully this Friday, or excuse me, this Saturday at 8 a.m. That'll be something new, okay? Um, So we're going to add that to the lineup. 8 a.m. on Saturdays. Uh, Kate will be with us. Um, You can also find us on Spreely Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And the final one on the video, I forgot it, DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. Now, uh, (laughs) and within the past 24 hours, we've had a lot of change-ups to what we're going to do this morning. Uh, most of you know that Tuesdays we take time and we bring on Victor uh, Portlier. And uh, Victor uh, was not feeling good. I mean, he doesn't have coronavirus, so don't anybody think that, okay? He wasn't feeling good, um, and uh, his wife is not feeling very well either. So I would, I'm, I know they would appreciate your prayers for them. Uh, please keep them in your prayers over that. They're going to take a day and just rest up, and, and well-deserved, well-deserved. So we had, so I, my backup was, uh, we were going to do an update with uh, Deanna Williams and uh, the situation where Gloria Allred is um, being sued for malpractice, just not by the person that was malpracticed. And uh, so I got that set up this morning, and uh, and Deanna wasn't not feeling well, so told her don't worry about it. We'll we'll make do. So in, in a rush, I've kind of put together some things over the past few days, specifically. 
something that came out yesterday, and that is that, you know, in the midst of all of this, let me see if I can set it up this way. When 9-11 happened, right, we're told it was done by Muslims, okay? Now, I don't have any problem buying into that Muslims were involved. I don't have any problem buying into that. But to say that our government didn't know anything about it, I think is ridiculous. I think there's enough information to know there are things that were going on. Somebody had to aid them in doing what they were doing on the inside. They just had to. Okay? And then you look at who attacked who. And yes, I'm well aware that there were the dancing Israelis. We brought that out. And it wasn't just the dancing Israelis. There was um, some other scuffles that were happening in New York that involved Israelis too. So there's a, there's a lot of information there for it. But I don't want to focus on that. So anybody in the chat, don't get off on, on a tangent on me. Here's what I want to focus on. Whose rights were infringed after 9-11? Was it Muslims? Was it Israelis? Was it people in the government? No, it was yours, and it was mine. Our rights were forever infringed, unless we can push that back from that day in a way like they've never been infringed. In fact, the reason you go through the scanners, if somebody's here that's, I don't know, younger than, what, 18 or, or whatever, maybe you don't, you don't recall these things. We used to not have these scanners and take your shoes off when you go to the airport and all this kind of stuff, okay? So the attack was not so much on the Twin Towers or the Pentagon or the place out in Pennsylvania. The attack was on the American people. And that came from our government, directly from our government. It was all unconstitutional, the actions that were taken. Everybody understands you probably want to bring flights down for a little while. Everybody can understand that, I think. But what ensued after that and has continued to this day and has been reauthorized, unconstitutionally, I might add, by this administration, continues to be an attack on us, the people. This is not about... You're Republican versus Democrat. They're all in on it, most for the most part. This is not whether you're a Christian or Muslim. It's not whether you're white or black. This is about a tyrannical government against the people. That's what this is about. With that said, all of you joining me, I hope by now you understand the hoax that is the coronavirus. You understand the lies that they've been telling and that they've been feeding and that the media just happens to join right in with Donald Trump, the guy they say they hate. And I'm simply telling you, folks, have you noticed when Trump did some of the things he did? Sending out the National Guard, having the Army go up to New York and take over hotels and other things like that. Now we're seeing in in, uh, Seattle, they... Pull down. Oh, Lord, what am I getting here? I'm getting something. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> getting my daily update from the UK. I guess she's getting me back for yesterday. And there it goes again. Sorry about that, folks. Um, <laughs> so she's probably having fun with that. Anyway, um, I'm just not going to get over that. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just broke my train of thought altogether. But the but the point is, is this. 
with that, 9-11, it was us being attacked. Now, with the coronavirus, whose rights are being attacked? It's ours, is it not? It's our, it's our rights being attacked. And so, what, among other things, let's just do a recap before I give you the, the stuff here about the grant that was given. We had $1.5 trillion tossed into Wall Street to prop up that economy, right? This was, what, three or four weeks ago, $1.5 trillion. Before they passed this, the stimulus, the unconstitutional stimulus bill, $1.5 trillion thrown in there. It lasted for, oh, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, all right? Went up, down. Then we have the unconstitutional stimulus that's passed, $2.2 trillion. Okay. The American people were given a small bit of that. It's kind of like those T-shirts that said, I went here and all I got, or my grandparents went here and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. It's like my government spent $2.2 trillion, stuck the debt on my back, and all I got was a lousy $1,200 check. And many of you haven't even got that yet. Okay. A lot of that money went to special interest groups, some of the banks, some of the, some of the government buddies, and yet I'm still hearing from people, oh, we've got to get another stimulus through. We got to get another stimulus bill through for another $2 trillion for infrastructure. Let me ask you something. Why for the past three and a half years has this president not pushed for that and said, no, we're not going to sign these things. I'm not going to continue to fund Planned Parenthood, which he has done the most they've ever received in their history in fiscal year 2018 to 2019 with the most murdered babies, okay, in their history. Not just that. Why wasn't that done before? That's a question that I have for you to figure out. Oh, Tim, you're just a Trump hater. You're a never Trumper. This has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with what is the law? What does the law say Congress can spend money on? What can they write law about and what can they not and when they're outside of that and they send a bill to the president's desk, you say, well, he doesn't have a line item veto. Well, if it's unconstitutional in any part, he's to veto that. Well, that wouldn't be politically expedient. We didn't elect people to go to office to be politically expedient. We elected people to go to office to uphold the Constitution, to protect our rights. That's why we have them there. Not to, quote, unquote, get things done. I don't know when we're going to get over that little hill, which maybe we won't. But that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. So with that said, I'm going to lead you on into a couple of things of the attacks on the American people coming out of D.C., coming out of the administration. It's not like we don't know that there is an attack on the American people every time that little coronavirus task force shows up. It's to say, no, you're little children. We must watch over you. You can't go back to work yet, little Johnny. Little Susie, because we say so, and we're the nanny state. And I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at all the conservatives that say, yes, mama, yes, daddy, yes, we'll, we'll obey you. They talk real big and bad about being conservative and their rights, but they sit in their homes like a bunch of cowards. Okay? So, with that said, here it comes. There's a report out. <clears throat> the U.S. gave $3.7 million grant to Wuhan lab at the center of the whole coronavirus scam. 
This comes out of the Daily Mail. The Chinese laboratory at the center of scrutiny over a potential coronavirus leak has been using U.S. government money. Now, let me just stop right there for just a second. Anybody in the chat room, maybe you want to take issue with me. Article section and clause, please. Where is it authorized in our Constitution to take American money and give it to any foreign country at all? Well, it's not. It's not. This didn't happen under the usurper, Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. This happened under Donald Trump. And yes, the buck stops there because he's the one who has to sign off on it or not. And as you heard um, the other day, actually it was yesterday, Ben McClintock from Utah, he talked about the people signing off on the United Nations coming in and taking over a taxpayer-funded building. And in the process, all of the representatives, the whole a bit of the representatives of the people signed off on it and had no clue that they signed off on it because it was in their spending. Okay? But I got a question for you. Where's it at in the in the Constitution where we're supposed to be paying for this? That we're to be sending three point... A grant is money doesn't have to be paid back. By the way, and we'll probably get into this more tomorrow, you're really going to be surprised. I think you're going to be super surprised when you find out that it's very possible, we're trying to get the language straight, it's very possible that the Trump administration, along with Congress, has upped one on Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren in very possibly paying off student debt loans. That's right. Grant money, that's money that's given away, doesn't have to be paid back, for all you students who are so far in debt because you bought the lie that, well, if you just go to college, this, this, and I'm not against higher education, but the fact of the matter is that's been a lie that's been sold to so many people, gotten them in so much debt and so many, so many, so many problems. Now, let me get back to the story here. That was sort of a sideline. Let me get the story here. So they, they, the, the Chinese laboratory at the center of scrutiny over a potential coronavirus leak has been using U.S. government money to carry out research on bats, on bats from the caves which scientists believe are the original source of the deadly outbreak. They don't know it for sure, and more than likely, that's really not the case. Uh, if you go back and listen to the interview that I had with uh, uh, the UK nurse, Kate Shimrani, the lady who's going to be doing health and wellness with us, when you when you listen to what she's saying, it, she she makes this a bunch of bunk. What they're going to do is they're going to create a virus that has bat RNA in it. There's no question that's what they're going to do. That's what they did with the swine flu. That's what they did with the avian flu. All of that, they put elements of whatever it was, a pig or a bird. Of course, we know they have aborted fetus cells in there. They have mercury in those vaccines. All of this, we're told, are toxic to us, but they're just fine for the doctors to shoot inside your body. Okay? And I'll get to the bat thing. I, I want to bring, that, bring something up about that in just a moment. Let me finish with what they have to say here. The Wuhan Institute of Virology undertook coronavirus experiments on mammals captured more than 1,000 miles away in Yunnan, which were funded by a $3.7 million grant from the U.S. government. Sounds like an inside job, doesn't it? I'm just saying, it just sounds like that to me. 
Sequencing of the COVID-19 genome has traced it back to bats found in Yunnan caves, but it was first thought to have transferred to humans at an animal market in Wuhan. Yeah, okay, whatever. They eat. They do this stuff all the time. How come this hasn't been an issue before? The revelation that the Wuhan Institute was experimenting on bats from the area already known to be the source of COVID-19 well, it's not known to be the source of... It's assumed. They believe. Did you notice the words there? Did you see how they did that? Um, first thought. This is part of the, the, the narrative here. And then there's the other about believing um, that we read. And then now it's already known. Well, which is it? Is it known or is it a belief uh, without any evidence? So this is an assumption that's there on even the part of those at DM who are writing this. Uh, already known to be the source of COVID-19 and doing so with American money has sparked further fears that the lab and not the market is the original outbreak source. Well, I could give a flip about that right now. I want to know who authorized $3.7 million to go to a foreign country, a communist country at that, for a study on bats. Well, Look no further than the White House and those in Congress. Okay? Lawmakers and pressure groups were quick to hit out at U.S. funding being provided for the dangerous and cruel animal experience at the Wuhan Institute. Forget that. Forget that. The fact that it's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. Representative Matt Getz said, I'm disgusted to learn that for years, the U.S. government has been funding dangerous and cruel animal experience at the Wuhan Institute, which may have contributed to the global spread of coronavirus and research at other labs in China that have virtually no oversight from U.S. authorities. Well, Matt, how about you're not, how about you're upset that it shouldn't have gone there in the first place? Doesn't matter if it was about animals or not. Now, I think this was a typo. Uh, the DM added three thirty-seven million. I think they somebody forgot to drop in the the period there, decimal point. Excuse me. I want to be correct in what I'm saying there. The thirty-seven million dollars <clears throat> Wuhan Institute of Virology, <clears throat> excuse me, the most advanced laboratory of its type on the Chinese mainland, is based twenty miles from the now infamous wildlife market that was thought to be the location of the original. See again, thought to be, not known. They intermingle these things in the, in, the, in the piece. The location of the original transfer of the vir virus from animals to humans. Did an animal bite the person? If they didn't, it's, it's not being transferred. They're not going to transfer it um, by eating these bats, even though the bats are bad for them. It will make them toxic. They're not passing on the virus to them. Why? Because that's why God made the digestive system. Uh, it's going to kill any of that stuff anyway. So, and if you don't, again, if you don't know that, go back and listen to the show with uh, Kate Shimarani on viruses and the truth about those. According to documents obtained by the Mail on Sunday, scientists there experimented on bats as part of a project funded by the U.S. National Institutes of Health, which continues to license the Wuhan laboratory to receive American money for experiments. Now, I want to ask you, America, <clears throat> this is a communist country. This is a communist lab because in a communist country, they own the businesses. They own the research. They own all of this. This is why I told you, and this is the one thing I didn't add, another $4.5 trillion that you're unaware of 
will be spent by the federal or will be printed. Let me say it'll be printed and put on the backs of you and your children so graciously by the U.S. government. It will be printed by the Federal Reserve, which is not a part of the government. It will be given to the Treasury to buy securities. This is communism. This is communism. And I know some of you out there think, oh, Donnie's making America great again. No, he's making America communist. He's continuing in the line of socialism and fascism that we had previously. Well, well, he wouldn't be that way. He is really an American. And I'm telling you to look at what the guy's doing, what he's overseeing. And this is part of the problem that I've had with people fussing about Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks. Who gives them the platform every single day that you have to look at their ugly mugs and hear what you're hear what they're saying to you about the fact you can't go because, well, we say so. We're not even elected. We're bureaucrats. And nobody believes them. Well, obviously some people believe them, but no, they have no authority. And who lets them get up there and do that? It isn't Democrats. This is what I'm trying to get people to see. This is an attack on not, it's trying to get people to see what's being allowed. Why do you attack Dr. Fauci or Dr. Burks and you don't attack Trump and say, what are you doing, man? You have no authority to be gathering this task force, and you have no authority to be signing off on $3.7 million going to a communist country, and you have no authority to be barraging the American people day in and day out with this nonsense about coronavirus. Why don't you put some people up there who know real science, real understandings that viruses cannot be transferred from people to people, unless you take it out of one and inject it into another. There's a guy, I forget where he's from. He's obviously got an accent. Some of you have seen him. He's got the shaved head and he's got the big beard and he's explaining those things much like Kate Shamarani has done, much like Dr. Shiva's done, much like even was referenced in the David Icke interview. That you don't get a virus from somebody breathing on you or sneezing near you or being within six feet of you. This is a lie. And I don't know when the American people are going to be fed up with the lies that they get from the media and that they get from the politicians who are continually lying to us. But for some reason, oh, the corona, the corona. We got to, we got to, we got to stay in our house, save lives. Yeah, okay. You keep buying that lie because it is a lie. Um, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can't pass a virus to anybody else. Um, I'm just speaking to somebody in the uh, in the chat. It doesn't matter. You can't pass it to somebody else. You just can't do it. And I my offer still stands. You got COVID nineteen? Come to my house. I'll hang out with you all day. The same room and everything. I'll never get it. Why? Because you can't pass it to me. You can't pass something that's not living to another person. And that's not what and that's not what this is. Or that is what this is. It's something that's not living. It's something your body produces to fight off things. Now let me make. I'm going to make some connections here, and we're eventually going to get to Bill Gates. Okay? Now, the next thing that's going on, if you guys are paying attention, 
White House unelected bureaucrat creates real-time national coronavirus surveillance system under the COVID-19 hoax. Now, if you think that you saw violations of the Fourth Amendment before, uh, this is clearly one of them. This is clearly one of them. The people are supposed to be secure in their papers and houses and all of these kinds of things under the Fourth Amendment. Ooh, but not under the Trump administration that's being led by a bureaucrat named Jared Kushner. Now, if you've been tuning in on Tuesdays and you've been hearing uh, about our our history study, if you will, uh, from Victor, Victor's pointed out that Jared and his wife Ivanka are part of one of the most occultic Jewish sects there is. And their belief system is very twisted. Yeah, I know, maybe some of you think they they look like nice people, and and they do. But the fact of the matter is, is what he's been put in charge of is a huge problem for our liberties. Okay? So, what's the story there? And again, I know people don't want to share the stuff where I have to call out things out of this administration. They'll go and read it, but they won't share it. Why? Because they're scared that they're going to be called a name, a liberal, a commie, an enemy combatant, a, you know, whatever that people want to throw out at you because you simply point out the truth. Okay? Um, again, I... <laughs> It's not passed between people. I, I'm going to address some people in the, in the chat. I'm going to tell you guys, if you are if you have a question on that, go and see that. I'll, I'll pull it up and I'll put it in the archive so that you guys can reference it, okay? It's not about that. Think of it this way. When it's, in, some people have seen my eyes, they're like itchy red <laughs> and uh, my sinuses blow up. Now, why does that happen? Well, if you were with us for um, our, our talk on vaccines with Stephen Hallbrook, who has a vaccine site uh, and compares it with, with Christianity, one of the things that you'll find out is, is that <clears throat> allergies, for the most part, have been around since that time uh, of vaccinations. And he told me, he says, you have allergies. And I said, yes. So every fall and every spring, these things flare up on me. Okay. Now, why does that happen? Well, it's because I'm interacting with other things, pollens. Uh, it depends on what kind, what I'm eating at the time and all of these kinds of things. But it's sort of a seasonal thing. Your body picks up on that. It's just the way the pot. How does the pollen know when to start going through the air and pollinating the plants and things? Well, that's part of the creation, right? All right. So within that, your body has a time where it goes through and it begins to clean clean itself out. And this is on a regular basis. You don't think there's a creator? The creator has timed these things, and so viruses come out and they clean out our cells, and then they're removed, whether it's sweating or going to the bathroom or stuff coming out your nose or whatever the case may be. That's a sign that your body has been cleaning itself out. And this is cyclical. I mean, this, these kinds of things happen. So it's a natural question to say, well, how is it passed between? What's not passed between each other? These are things that happen with people, and it depends on their immune system and all these other kinds of things as to how sick they get or if they get sick at all. Okay? And the claim that it's a live virus, 
uh, something has to be alive first before it can be live, and it's not. And this is the lies that we've been fed by pseudoscience. Okay, remember the scripture talks about us to be, uh, tells us to beware of those who who falsely claim that they're holding they're holding to a fake science. Okay. Right. So there's there's some things there, but. <clears throat> That's right. They're neither live nor dead. I'm, I'm dealing with some people in the chat room, and I appreciate you guys jumping in. I appreciate your questions and the things that you're saying. So anyway, I'll have that in the archive. You can check it out later. So we got this issue to where now they're preparing a surveillance system under this COVID-19 hoax. Okay, And who's leading it up? Jared Kushner. He's, he's creating a task force to create a real-time national coronavirus surveillance system. Okay? And this happens under the president who has reauthorized during the fake impeachment deal, okay? During the fake impeachment deal, he reauthorized the Patriot Act, one of the most tyrannical pieces of legislation we've ever seen in our history. According to Politico, his Jewish occultic son-in-law is developing a surveillance system that would allow federal authorities to see why someone is visiting their doctor and why they're in the hospital. Now, I want to ask you something. Is that not a violation of the Fourth Amendment? This is none of their business why you're going to the doctor. Yet they're doing it without a warrant. You haven't committed a crime. Oh, well, it's public safety, Tim. It's public safety. Man, don't you care about your fellow man? Yeah, if there was a real public safety issue. But again, we're being put on lockdown in many states by governors and the president's allowing it, knowing it's a violation of the infringement of our rights. He's allowing that to happen. And yet, where are we, where are we at? They're, they're doing these things. They're doing these things here. So out of Politico, White House Senior Advisor Jared Kushner's task force has reached out to a range of health technology companies about creating a national coronavirus surveillance system to give the government a near real-time view of where patients are seeking treatment and for what and whether hospitals can accommodate them according to four people with knowledge of the discussions. Okay? Mass Private says, giving government officials unfettered access to patients' doctors' visits and what they're being treated for would destroy the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA. A national coronavirus surveillance network, hospital surveillance network, would affect Americans' right on a, rights on a scale not seen since 9-11. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, that's what I was saying at the first of the show. The prospect of compiling a national database of potentially sensitive health information. Ha- and look, I get frustrated at this because many of you listening to me were so upset when they wanted to push through Obamacare. And they wanted a national ID card and they wanted to put tie your health records to that. And you were all against that. You were against it when Hillary pushed for it. You were against it when they shoved it down our throats during the usurper's reign in the White House. But many of you will justify this because it's Donald Trump doing it. And I don't know why that is. You'll say, oh, this is a public health health issue. You know, we got to take care of the people. Yeah, based on a lie. Based on a lie. 
Here's what else they had to say. Using COVID-19 as an excuse to monitor hospital emergency rooms is disingenuous at best and misleading at worst. You're absolutely right. If they started off lying to you about what's actually going on, they're going to lie to you about what's happening, about what they're doing too. It would allow federal officials to continuously track elements like hospitals, beds, uh, bed availability, and the flow of patients into specific emergency rooms across the country, thereby enabling the government to rush resources to parts of the country before they're hit by a surge of coronavirus cases. Some public health, um, they go on in the article, <clears throat> some public health experts, meanwhile, suggested that the administration might instead build out and reorient an existing surveillance system housed with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, another non-government entity who continues to get our money. That aided the response to prior epidemics. The system, called the National Syndromic Surveillance Program, is a voluntary collaboration between the CDC and various state and local health departments that draws data from more than 4,000 healthcare facilities. Yes, of course. Of course, this is what Donald Trump wants. He tells you he doesn't want it, but he's very happy to talk about his the power he's been given as president. It's in every one of his executive orders. So folks, I'm going to I'm going to try to move through some of these things somewhat quickly, but I, I do want to I want to tie some things together here. So you've got um in this piece, according to the CDC's overview page, the NSSP is much more than a voluntary collaboration of hospitals sharing patient information and more like a secret public surveillance network. The NSSP collects, analyzes, and shares electronic patient encounter data received from emergency departments, urgent and ambulatory care centers, inpatient healthcare settings, and laboratories. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand with things like the CDC and things like uh, the, these surveillance systems. We've been talking for a long time about public and part, private partnerships. For those of you who aren't catching on, that's fascism. Okay? That's fascism. And what we have going on here is you have government, our government, unconstitutionally funding something like the CDC, which is a private entity with public dollars that are not authorized by the public, it's a, fa- it's a fascist system right there, okay? You've got that going on, and now they're gaining information on you when you go to the doctor, when you go to the emergency room. They're taking that information and doing something, <clears throat> and the, this is the way the government thinks it'll go around the Fourth Amendment. Well, we can get this information from them, then we can obtain it, and we've seen what's happened with um, uh, pl- people like Facebook who've obtained information and then they just willy-nilly chunk it all out to the federal government without any warrant or anything else. Okay? All of that. Now, let me move on to something else. Bradley did a short uh, article yesterday. Now, this references some things uh, that we've talked about before. I'm going to tell you, I don't think Bill Gates is the problem here. Okay? I think he is a problem, but I don't think he's the problem in all this. But he kind of ties it all together. Because um, Bradley put out an article that said, 
Since when did Bill Gates become the president of the United States? And why is every member on Donald Trump's coronavirus response team pushing his vaccinations? It's a good question, isn't it? It's a really good question. Vladimir Lenin has said, people always have been and they always always will be stupid victims of deceit and self-deception in politics. Ain't it the truth? Sometimes it's hard to see the truth in the midst of all the stuff that you have to put your waders on to walk around in, isn't it? It's kind of hard to do that. In the midst of this, um, each one of these these team members that the president has is pretty much pushing the Bill Gates agenda. Now, why is that? Why is it that they must keep us out of work? I mean, listen to Fauci. He sounds like anybody ever seen that little video where the kid goes, have you ever, have you thought about, and he keeps going on and on for about 30 seconds like that. And he goes, have you ever had a dream that seems so real or something like that? That's what he sounds like sometimes when he's responding. Well, can 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 we get the people back to work? Well, I, uh, you know, it's uh, possible. Uh, maybe we could do that if we can, you know, kind of. It, maybe that's his response. Who gave him authority for squat? Nobody. And this is why I like our guest from yesterday, Ben McClintock's response to this whole thing. Get your family. Quit being scaredy cats. Go to the park. Go have a picnic. You know, go do something together. Quit sitting back and letting the tyrants have their way with you. Well, Tim, it might cost us something. It costs your forefathers a lot more than it's going to cost you. I can tell you that. But I can tell you this. What we're seeing is not happening by accident. We're not seeing people groping in the dark here. This is planned. This is planned. There is no explanation for what we're seeing of the infringements of the rights of people, the stealing of our wealth and redistribution. Boy, if you were ticked off under Obama, you really ought to be ticked off under Trump. Because now we're more in debt in three and a half years under Trump than we ever were in the two terms under Obama. Okay? It's just the truth. Those are the numbers. And they haven't even put in the debt that's been created in the last month or so into the national debt, you know, debt clock there. They haven't even added that in just yet. So we've got several of these things going on. We've got Kushner pushing a surveillance system to track you when you're going into the hospital to find out why you're going there. We've got Bill Gates pushing a vaccination issue, and he's the one you know, what, five years ago, telling everybody what they're going to do. Event 201. He doesn't say, we're going to do this. He theorizes it. Yeah, okay, whatever. They're letting you know what they're going to do. And the thing is, is this is all tied around money. It's all tied around money. And power, yes, but around money. And the Bible tells us that the love of money, not money itself, there's nothing wrong with you having money, but it's the love of money that is the problem. Somehow or another, this is what Bradley writes, 
Somehow or another, people seem to believe that what is taking place is not life-threatening. It is. As a matter of fact, outside of these corrupt individuals, both politicians and special interest groups, it is what is in the vaccinations that is life-threatening. Amen. That's exactly right. Yet some people in this country are still under some delusional cloud as if to suggest that what this government special interest groups is responsible for is somehow legal. I would I would use the term lawful because they use legal. Everybody kind of gets it, but I think they play games with the words. They'll make something legal that's unlawful. You follow me? Think of any gun law that you can name. They're made legal, but they're unlawful. Until Americans come to terms with the fact this is, a, this is criminal and that this is foreign to American government, these politicians, as well as special interest groups, are going to continue on until they are lawfully stopped and now. And then he references Article 2, Section 4, and Article 1, Section 3, Clause 7 of the United States Constitution. This is what has to happen. You see, when I bring these things up, when I brought things like this up, and I, we didn't have coronavirus and things, but when I brought things up like the criminality of the Obama administration, I didn't have professed Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists saying, well, who are you going to put in there? They didn't ask me stupid questions like that. They knew what the answer was. The guy needs to be in peace and they need to be charged with a crime and held accountable for him, right? We all understood that. When I pointed out with Trump, it's, that's not the response. The response is, well, who would you put in there? Give me a name to put in there. Well, you're asking the wrong question. The question is, what do we do with a person who does this under our Constitution? And not just Donald Trump. I'm talking about members of Congress, too. So don't think I'm just focusing on him. I'm just seeing the way people respond you know, because I don't have to come up with another name to put in there. You know why? Because our Constitution's already put it in there. You impeach this guy, the next guy steps up, the vice president steps up. That's your guy. Well, we don't want him in there. Well, I don't want him in there either. You shouldn't have voted for him. You see what I'm saying? Ultimately, this is the people's fault. It's our fault for allowing it to go this far. Donald Trump's just doing what he's doing. He's ignorant of the Constitution. So are many members of Congress who are writing these silly laws that infringe on our liberties. They're the ones doing it, but they're actual representatives of the people who are ignorant of their Constitution and who are cowards who would listen to these people tell them, you have to stay in your house. Did you get that? Don't give me the big talk. Put it in shoe leather, as the old preacher used to say. If you're going to say something, then do it. Am I saying you go out and you be tyrannical yourself, you be a vigilant? No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is go out and exercise your rights. Continue on in your life. You people with businesses, open up your businesses. Well, but Tim, they said we can't open. Where did they get the authority to do that? In your state constitution, where did they get it? They're acting lawlessly. You act lawfully. As long as you're not doing anything that's criminal, there shouldn't be an issue here. Yeah, you know what, Bill? I, 
Bill says he hopes the other boot drops soon because some maybe some will stand with us. You know, I, I, I believe slowly but surely people are coming around to what's going on. I don't want the boot to drop. I don't want a war. I don't want, you know, scuffles and all. I don't want any of that. I don't. But I got to tell you, we're faced with all these things. And part of the problem is, is that we we're inundated with so much information. I get people who's wonderful people who send me information every day, just a bunch of it. Sometimes my head wants to explode. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you. But one of the things that uh, I ran across the other day uh, came from a friend and I pulled it up. Now, if you'll recall, I want to tie this in. Many of you are familiar with um, the things that happen with propaganda, right? And by the way, uh, I'll probably be putting something out today you'll find very interesting. It was from the OSS back in like 1943 or something. It was talking about the use of motion pictures, movies, um, as a weapon. Now, they were obviously talking about things that happen overseas, but we can see how they do it here, too. They use it as propaganda. Look, you can enjoy a great story in a movie or whatever, but you have to always keep your mind engaged because they're always trying to slip things of an agenda that they're trying to push, right? Doesn't matter what movie. You can see the climate change in a ton of movies, popular movies. You can see the um, radical sexualization and perversion of sex in a ton of movies, including children's movies. Okay, so they do these kinds of things. They're used as a weapon against us. So when I read back at the first, remember the three point seven million dollars that was given to the Wuhan lab. You remember, let me just take you and remind you before I show you this. So they're given three point seven million dollars. And they're talking about. Uh, this thought to have transferred between humans uh, at an animal market in Wuhan, right? And then we came down a little further, and uh, I I thought it was in here. I'll have to find it right quick. Just give me just one second. Yeah, that's not what I was looking for. Okay, so got to pull up where the, the bats showed up. All right. So according to documents stained by the, the, the mail on Sunday, scientists then experimented on bats as part of a project funded by the U.S. Da, 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 da. You got the idea. What they did in here was they were using, uh, talking about uh, experimentation on bats, right? Okay. Have any of you guys looked at the new 2020 quarters? Let me show you this. This is the new 2020 quarters. This is from the Mint. Actually, this is on USA Today, but uh, you can pull it up on the Mint, um, the U.S. Mint. Okay, What do you see there? Bats. Fruit bats, right? And it's a celebration of the American Samoa National Park. Now, you're saying, well, Tim, do you know this? Well, I don't know anything. All I can tell you is it's kind of coincidental, don't you think? (laughs) For this to come out 2020, they're going to tie this back to bats. And to me, I see a lot of this stuff as nothing more than a psychological operation that you start having these things come into play that backs the narrative. And people don't even think about it. They're handling quarters, yeah, or lead. They're handling quarters 
all the time, right? They're handling change, they're handling cash, whatever the case may be. And this is in circulation. This is all going somewhere, okay? And we are not going to like the end result of where this is going. We have two choices here. Because I don't, it's my guess, this is not a dry run. They're going to push this thing through. You have states like Oregon saying we're not going to open things up until September. September. What is that? Like five months off. What are people going to do? We've got places that aren't selling seeds, even though you're in the store, like Walmart in Vermont. We've got governors saying you can't open a garden center. Now stop and think about that just a moment. What does one have to do with the other? What does that have to do with, with people being sick? It has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. I agree. The military does swear an oath. Police officers swear an oath. Representatives swear an oath. A president swears an oath. Your governor swears an oath. And then they turn right around, and what do they start doing? The very thing opposite of what they swore to do. Now, granted, there's a place for oaths. Overall, Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no, no. I'll do that. And then immediately you go and do something else. This is a problem. But I want to ask you something, folks. Honestly. How many of the American people do the very same thing? Let me give you for instance. Years ago, we had an article out. And it was about something Obama said over in Belgium, I think it was. And what had happened was he went on and he told the people, oh, there was a time when these people wanted to infringe on your rights and this and that, but that time has passed. And he, he says, nah, he says, they wanted to say, we have to give up the rights to a sovereign. You know, I don't know if you, any, any of you remember that. So I just used his line out of there. Now he went on to talk and he kind of got away from that. But eventually in the end, he brought it right back to the same thing. He just said um, the same thing. He was pushing the same thing he had just talked about while trying to move away from it during the middle of his talk. So we put that up. We put the context of that. People went to the article and just chastised us over that. Oh, you're fake news. Oh, you took him out of context. It was just a title. (laughs) It was what he said. And we gave the context in the article so that people understood that. And do you know what these people did? I had from nurses to other people, and they were, well, you misrepresented him. And then I, I said, did you read the article? Well, no, but you, I said, what business do you have co- commenting on anything if you didn't even read the work in there? So I went back in there and I said, Fo-, I just put a little thing at the top. And I said, look, it's becoming clearer and clearer to me because this was at a time, if you remember, Senator Rand Paul had come out and I think Ted Cruz had done it too. And they talked about getting like 1,100-page bills getting slapped on them with you know a couple of hours to read them. Sometimes it was five minutes or whatever the case may be. Do you guys remember that? 
So they get these bills. Nobody has time to read them. And guess what? We're going to have a vote in five minutes. There's not enough time to look at page one, much less have a vote on it. And then I tie that right back to the article I was just having. People read the headline. They make a comment on it like they can pontificate on whatever you wrote in there. And they look like an idiot. That's what they look like. And I wrote in there, I said, look, we have exact representation of who we are as a people, who we become as a people. Our representatives don't read the bills and they just pass them. Our people don't read the articles and they just comment. And they determine who, they don't just comment, they determine who the author is at his core based off of one article headline, not what he wrote, but the headline. Do you see the correlation there? If you haven't seen the movie V for Vendetta, one of the speeches that he gives in there, and he says, if you're looking for the guilty party, you only need to look in the mirror. Until we're ready to deal with ourselves, America, we're not going to deal with these tyrants. We're just not going to do it. I wish it were different than that. I wish we would deal with ourselves and we would deal with the tyrants and we would win the day. But we've got to deal with ourselves first, make sure we're seeing clearly, not following the political jersey who does the slam dunk on his political opponent and holding fast to idols, whether they're Obama, whether they're Trump or whoever they are, but doing what we're supposed to do before God and then taking that out in the political sphere and holding those people accountable for their crimes against us, we the people. Does that make sense? All of this is going towards an agenda. It's to enslave the American people and even the world more and more and more. And if you can't see that, even after my befuddling all of this that I'm doing this morning, I don't know how to help you. There are people who can say this far better than I can. There are people who can um, put this together a whole lot better than I can. And they're out there. And if people are not taking the time to see who's behind it, who's getting paid, and the fact that your liberties are the thing that's being sold off, I don't know how to help you. I mean, I really don't know how to help you. But I hope for some, the broadcast here has been helpful to you to see some of these things. All right. That's all I got time for for today. Tomorrow, we'll be back right into the core Wednesday. Join us then. Lynn Taylor will be with us. 23 hours, Lord willing. See ya. The sons, the sons of-